Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You will have an errant buyer here and there who doesn't want to follow the rules, Mm -hmm. but they're just like, well, that's what every billboard said. Call agent 24 seven. You've set boundaries, standards, and told them what to expect. Yes. Oh, these are your safety practices. Okay. I'll let you know. And she goes, well, don't, because I'm going out with the girls tonight. Like, Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm busy. I don't have time for you. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 139. Okay. Pop-Tart versus Pop-Tart. Yes. When is it okay? All right. I have a little surprise for you. (laughs) I feel like I could guess. (laughs) I brought Pop-Tarts. Oh, my God. Which kind did you get? Okay. I brought Blueberry. Mmm, Blueberry. Let's let... We should be... We should make the YouTube audience vote. S'mores. Oh, wait. S'mores. I'm more interested in that. Or strawberry s'mores. This is my jam. Strawberry's the one. As strawberry a kid, jam, I would jam eat for sure. Strawberry yeah. is the one. Which one do you like? <clears throat> I feel like I need a s'more pop tart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am dying about this because pop tarts were like the thing. Like if you dropped your kid off at daycare and it was still crying, I'm yes. like, I already fed this. I already fed this baby, and they're yeah. like, here, have a pop tart. Yeah. I'm like, but. But no, thank you. Here it is. Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a s'more. What are you going to have? I'm going to have are a you... strawberry. I think I am going to eat one. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, the one I would want is the strawberry. I know. Now, when I was a kid, they didn't have quite as many flavors. Yeah, the blueberry looks the same, except it's just got blue sprinkles. Right. It's literally the same. I feel like we need sprinkles. to place these in, a, in an area of prominence for this um Can you see recording. it there? I don't know. I hope so. You check and tell oh, it's me. Black. Okay, leave it here. Can you yeah, see it there? Yeah, you can see it there. Perfect. Great. Well, pop everyone, tarts. everyone's gonna listen to us eating a pop tart. Oh, oh, wait. How, oh, I forgot how crummy they are. <laughs> look at this. Wait, I don't even have a, like a paper towel. Here, I'm gonna open it up. It's like ASMR. I'm, I'm opening the pop tart. Like you know, people like weird sounds. Alyssa, y'all, if you're only in podcast version and not on YouTube, I'm, again, not encouraging you to go to YouTube because these videos are not, not high quality. Not However, good. it is worth a look because she's really into this and she just showed the camera her Pop-Tart. I'm just going back to childhood right now. I know. But you know what's funny? If people are just now tuning in, someone said, hey, you should go listen to the Hustle Humbly podcast. They give all these great tips. And they're like, why are we talking about Pop-Tarts? Right. Oh, yeah. What is a Pop-Tart? They're like, why? Is this like a show about food? <laughs> is this a food review show? We're not reviewing types of Pop-Tarts. No. So why don't we tell the listeners, new and veteran, um, <clears throat> what's a Pop-Tart, Alyssa? I can't remember who a real estate Pop-Tart. first told me this. You said in a previous episode it was Connie. I want to say, yes. 
A Pop-Tart agent is an agent that is acting out of desperation, has no boundaries, and when they get a call, they're like, sure, I'll be there in five minutes. I'll be there right now. They popped right out of that they toaster. Pop, they don't ask any qualifying questions. They're just like, are you a serial killer? No problem. Yeah. I'll be right over. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Please work with me. I'm desperate. I need the money. Yes. And so it's really about, you know, doing the right thing before you show up to meet a client and I'm having trying... boundaries in place. But it was proposed to me recently by a good friend, Rick Roberts. Oh, hi, Rick. Who was actually on our podcast as a guest because he is a real estate commissioner. But it was funny because I saw him at a conference and he said, you know, this market is so crazy right now. I feel like I'm having to be a Pop-Tart agent because a house comes on the market and you have to run. And every time I do it, I think Hustle Humbly would be disappointed in me. So we felt like we needed to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. It's different because there are times in our market or in our what would you call, in our industry where mm -hmm. you do in fact have to act quickly move quickly have a sense of urgency have a sense of urgency you may have to like tell your husband keep the kids i'm going really fast i'll be right back you know okay, there well, are times there are times let's back up before we get into it when you first i'm trying to remember what episode you first said that on i feel like it was maybe boundaries and self-care or safety or who the heck knows i don't it was early early on <laughs> i never heard anyone use that term in reference to a real estate agent ever mm -hmm. I laughed. It thought it was great. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. You don't want to you Connie told you, don't be a pop chart. Mm -hmm. You know, do your process, ask your qualifying questions, obviously. That that statement, that word really stuck with people. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, yes. And it, it's kind of been a thread throughout the podcast since then. And people, our listeners are always talking about. Pop-Tart, now I feel like it's becoming part of real estate vernacular. Uh, it probably is in the real estate dictionary now. Right. Pop-Tart, don't be a Pop-Tart. Right. And we're going to talk about when maybe you should be. Even if you need to pop, mm -hmm. we're never wanting you to be a Pop-Tart. Correct. Right? Yes, exactly. And okay. I think you had said recently when we were just chatting. They're so crummy, y'all. They're so crummy. They're so crummy. I know. I, I'm, I'm going to have to vacuum my keyboard. You have to take like big big pieces you but can't take little this pieces. s'mores flavor is quite delightful <laughs> <laughs> but um what was i just i don't saying? know I gosh you. darn it you fed me while we were recording i know so the biggest thing is that oh i know what it was okay thank god you were saying the other day that a lot of agents like to use quote unquote boundaries yeah it needs air quotes as a reason not to work yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's the weekend. Yeah. And I don't work the weekend yeah. ever. So I cannot show you this house or whatever the case may be. Right. You can have boundaries and still be a hard worker. Are you eating your crumbs? Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> throw them on the floor. <laughs> um, YouTube is really getting a vision today. I know. Sorry. We're so crummy today. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have boundaries and still pop when you need to pop and be a hard worker. Well, I want to dive into this using boundaries. I think, especially for new listeners, you have been selling real estate for 11 years. I have been selling real estate for 16 years. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of our careers, we did things differently and had different, you know, requirements or levels of professionalism than we do on this side of our career. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes when we give advice, it's coming from that place. And people are like, oh, I have to have boundaries. I'm trying to preach boundaries to people who work all the time. Yes. Not yes. to people who are brand new in the industry and and 
don't work all the time, but they're like, well, I need boundaries. I have to have self-care mm-hmm. and I need to, you know, make sure that I'm, you know, not available. And, and I do think you need a day off. Yes. And I do think that you need professional boundaries on your email and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they are. But at the same time, you have to work. You still have to hustle at times. You to have make, to yeah. work. If you're mm-hmm. not doing the work, if you're not hustling, if you're not showing a sense of urgency, if you're not willing ever to jump up and do that last minute showing with your current buyer, yes, then you're not, that's not respecting your boundaries. It's just not doing the work. So let's give some examples of like what a real Pop-Tart looks like. Please do. Okay. So if you get a sign call mm-hmm. and you just run and show the house right then, mm-hmm. I think not only is that dangerous. Dangerous. But you're not asking the right questions. Uh You are discounting the realtor brand of professionalism by just allowing anybody into somebody's home. Like, what if that was your home? Yeah. And you didn't know that the person going into it right now has not been vetted financially. The agent doesn't know who they are. They are literally just going to meet a stranger to let them into your home without any qualifying questions. Yeah. I had safety in all caps. Okay, yes. Yes. It, 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 this is a safety procedure. You And here's a qualifier. You literally cannot be a Pop-Tart for a pre-approved buyer that you're already working with. That exactly. Just is not, it's not even a thing. Right. You can only Pop-Tart to a brand new lead or prospect or referral or whatever that hasn't done the beginning parts of the process. Mm-hmm. Did they talk to a lender? Did you do your buyer consult? Have you... Like, had your Zoom call or whatever your process is. If they just called you off of the sign and said, I'm in front of the house right now. Can you be here? And I'll I'll wait 20 minutes. And you're like, sure, I'll be right there. Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. Yes. I think it is perfectly acceptable, especially in this market. If a hot house comes on the market mm-hmm. and you have a buyer that has been looking for a house and they are pre-approved and ready to go and ready to write a contract, you need to do what you can to get there quickly. Yeah. But there are also times like if you can't get there, okay? So for example, be, whenever this happens, because I will say I every now and then you get a, a needier client who... <laughs> yeah who is all everything is urgent and like they always want to go right now. Right. And so I do think that at that time you can't I I actually have a particular situation right now where it's someone looking for a condo near the LSU area. Well, I have us both set up on a search. Well, that's a big area. Yeah. And there are tons of condos on the LSU market. They are actually selling somewhat quickly right now, which blows my mind because that's never really been, been a thing before, since yeah. I have been in real estate. Right. But we are getting notified like two or three times a day. Yeah. Of, oh. And she's wanting like one at a time. Huh. Not like, on the same day. One at a time. Let's go. Oh, did you see this one? And I'll be like leaving her and then another one will pop up. And she's like, oh, wait, can you turn around and come? And I've had to say, so I, I did something on this one. I limited it to... <laughs> It only emails us like at 8 a.m. Once a day. And at like 7 p.m. Right. So we're either going to go the next morning. Yeah. Or, or during that day. Or during that day. That's fair. I also have an agent in my office that like lives over there that I have informed of the situation. Right. And she is like, oh, yeah, I'd be happy to like, mm-hmm. not all the time, but. Sure. And I don't like other agents to show my clients all the time, but I feel like it's perfectly acceptable if like yeah. once every three times somebody, else, especially when you're seeing them a lot, like, well, and I don't live by LSU. <laughs> no, at this point, you'll just say, I have an agent in the office 
will mm-hmm. do a great job of showing you these houses and or condos that mm-hmm. lives in the area so you yes. can get there much faster. Just right. make it sound like you're trying to serve. And that them. really is what it is, though. Right. You can't physically be there as quickly as we might need to be. No. But in that situation, the other day, this one popped up and I was not in the area and I was actually thinking about just like calling it an early day. <laughs> you were like, days over. It was like two o'clock. I had mm-hmm. two hours before I had to get the kids. I was like, I'm just going to go catch up on laundry and like, you know, I was done for the day. Well, this condo popped up and and I looked at it and thought, you know, I actually think this is a good one. Oh, God. Like compared to what we've been seeing, mm-hmm. this one really does check a lot of boxes. Right. And it would benefit me in my business and in my personal life if this client was under contract. Right. So, <laughs> and it would benefit everybody. She, I mean. She wants that too. Yes. She wants that so too. So I thought, you know what? It is worth it for me to pop today. Mm-hmm. And I am just going to get there. And we got there and we made the offer and we're pending. Thank God. So that, but that was stressful for me. And it also let me know. If I get another client looking for an LSU condo, maybe and maybe I need to refer it to the yeah. other agent that lives there because right. because this was a source of stress. Right. And it is, you know, LSU condos are a lower price point. Yeah. So it wasn't the best business decision well, to be and driving at best, that much. It's gonna take you 30 minutes to get there. Yes, that's what I mean. And and I'm not a I'm not a price range snob. You know no. that. I have sold plenty of <laughs> garbage houses under a hundred thousand dollars. Um, but but there is a time when you also have to look at it as a business decision mm-hmm. of where is this client looking? Yeah. And how hard is it to find something there? Because if I am going to be making that drive back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, at the end of the day, it may yeah. not be a wise business decision no. when it may need to be a referral. Well, right. But there are situations when I think it's okay to pop when you have to mm-hmm. for the sake of getting the contract. Yeah. And I knew she was ready to go. Right. It was just trying to find the right thing. So that was a good decision. It was a good decision. And it was okay. Yeah. It was. And I try, if I can, I do try, even if I'm available, if a client asks me to do something, maybe not necessarily a showing, but hey, can you send me numbers on if on my neighborhood or Mm -hmm. can you send me this or send me that? Sometimes I try to say, sure, I'll do that first thing tomorrow. I've I've instituted that policy pretty hardcore. Even if I have time today, yeah. I'm kind of just trying to like set the tone. Set the tone, yeah. set the expectation. Right. What is urgent and what is not urgent. Right. And when you have a client, I have this all the time. Someone ran past client randomly texts you at 8 p.m. and wants something. I have responded with, I can get that to you tomorrow. Or like, call me. And I, I just responded with, I can call you in the morning. Yes. And I'm not calling you right now. No. But also, like, it, if they say, oh, no, Raj, then I just respond with, great, I'll get it to you next week. I think sometimes when our client or our lead or our prospect says, um, I need this, but no rush. We're not that worried about, like, we're not really looking for, we still act like it's so urgent. I know. Why? We're, we're the ones that sometimes we are, are doing that's what I'm that. Trying, that's what yes. I'm trying to say. We do that. Why? That's just ridiculous. They said no, no rush. Yeah. And we're going, oh my gosh, I have all this to do. I'm so but stressed just out. just tell yeah. them what that means. Okay, great. Thanks. We'd love to get it for you next Thursday. Yep. Or by the end of next week. Mm-hmm. Or you know, two days, whatever it is, mm-hmm. never the same day. They don't care. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine to wait if you're communicating. Exactly. We've said that many that. times. Okay, mm-hmm. I think you brought up a good point during this um, where you have a buddy in that area. 
The only way I think that you can enforce your boundaries and your day off specifically while you're in this type of market and working with buyers who maybe are still looking and need to go on the, you know, all of a sudden, you have to have a buddy. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a buddy in your office or even another office or some other agent in your market that you could either pay to do showings for you or, you know, switch off days off. Yep. Every week, just be like, this is my friend, you know, <laughs> Susie, and she's always off on Friday and I'm always off on Sunday. And that means we know we have to work on the vice versa day to do showings for myself and the other person. Yeah. And like, I think people overthink it when they get a little busy. They're like, I need a team. Right. No. I mean, there's situations where you could have a team if you want one, but it's very simple to just say, hey, I can help you. You can can help me. Yeah. If you live, and I have a, like, for example, um, like I have an agent friend that lives in this subdivision and yeah. it's a big subdivision. So sometimes she helps me there. And then like the Livingston Parish agent that I have yeah. that helps me there. So it's really nice just having a few people area right. wise. And that think can about help. it this way. If you're doing it that route, like not just you and another agent always, you know, alternating days. What if you do have a person in an area and then instead of always just whatever, paying them to do a ship, what if you give them a referral in that area? Mm-hmm. Now they're even more inclined to help you because you've literally sent them business. Yes. Like here, why don't every third one, I'll just refer them and you handle it. Right. But the other two, then I'll handle, but you'll do these showings. You can help me. Yes. I mean, you're right. It's not that complicated. It's really not. And I think. And it doesn't have to be super formal. It's just like as needed. Right. You know, like if I have someone, I don't have people in Livingston Parish very often. Right. So it's not like I'm wearing out the agent that lives there. But when I do call, since it's not very often, she's like, sure, more than happy to help. Who who else is the Pop-Tart? I think there is probably a way that you can Pop-Tart with a current client, although less likely. Mm -hmm. If you have a client who has told you adamantly that they cannot buy a house for six months and then they randomly on Friday night say you have to show them this house, but you know, let's just say it's a really hard reason why they can't. They're waiting for a bankruptcy to fall off of their record. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. They cannot buy this house. Like they literally cannot buy the house and they want to go and see it. All you have to do is just say, no, I know that looks like a great one. Don't worry. Other houses will come listed. But remember, we can't do anything. You, you can't, even if you love it, you couldn't do anything. And I don't so have we a pre-approval the, letter to so get you in the door. So we can't do the showing. Yeah. Like, we cannot do it. But I think there are agents who are like, sure, yeah. Or I, I have past clients who are very respectful of my time and will say, look, I would like to see this house. It's been on the market for a little bit. I'm kind of curious about it. I know we just bought our house last year. We're not that serious. If you don't have time for it, it's no big deal, but we'd love for you to show it to us. Hey, no problem. Let me Mm -hmm. fit you into my schedule where it works. We don't need to pop out there today. No. But if you want to see it, I've got no problem with making time for that where it fits within my schedule. Yeah. And they had no problem with that either. They really don't. They don't have any problem with that. So I think that you just have to be good communicator with your clients. So the other day, this listing popped up. And it was a Friday and I was like, okay, I need to get there, but it's the end of the day on Friday. I'm heading to get the kids. I know that anybody I would need to call is probably preparing for their Friday evening. You know, I didn't want to bother anybody on a Friday evening. Right. So I called the listing agent and said, look, what, what do I, do I have to get there tonight? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah. 
She said, we already have several showings scheduled, but we are going to review all offers Monday at noon. And you're like, what? I have all weekend. Wow. Yes. It was so nice to just know that. And so I called my client and said, hey, guys, they are accepting offers until Monday at noon. So we can go tomorrow afternoon or we can go Monday morning. We can do whatever you want to do, but we can't go tonight. Yeah. And they were like, okay, that's great that they're waiting. So that was helpful. Right. But I wouldn't have known that. Unless I was checking beforehand. Yeah, don't assume. And also, I something I do before I pop, because <laughs> I'm not just going to pop for nothing, okay? Don't just do it for nothing. I am going to check the property disclosure. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be worth my drive? Because sometimes taking four minutes to check the property disclosure before you drive out there yeah. or reading the realtor remarks before you drive out there Look at the history. will save yeah. you a trip if yeah. the house has something in there. Maybe it flooded or maybe it has had foundation issues or maybe the realtor remarks say we are going to review offers on Monday. I mean, there's so many. I don't want to just do no research right. and run. But if I'm looking at it and going, well... This is a really good house. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the property disclosure. It's been on the market one day. It's in a great neighborhood. We need to get there. Right. So you I'm should still, know. I'm qualifying before I go pop out yeah. there and, and make it happen. But, but popping out there is like, is part of our job. It is part of your job. For the right, for the clients for that client. are committed to you that have done their homework. Right. Yes. And if, if that's becoming overwhelming for you, maybe you have too many buyers on your docket right now. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's time to refer somebody else, or refer somebody out. Or maybe it's time to say when a new one comes in, hey, I'm going to have to put you on a wait list. If you really need to look right now, I can refer you to someone else. Like I, I can't accommodate another buyer. I've actually been saying that periodically location wise. Yeah. You know, I might right now because of the influx of buyers, but they are not out going because there aren't houses to get them under contract on. So they're coming in and coming in. And the more people you have to pop for, you just can't do your job. Mm -mm. I've never had this problem. Right. In all of my 11 years, I was always able to like get it done, work efficiently, get them closed just in time for the next people to come in. Like maybe there was like a week or two where it was kind of stressful, but it always worked out. This is like long term buyer backlog yes it's a backlog yes and so i have been telling people look the market is so crazy right now because you're looking in this area i think this agent would help you or whatever the reason is another example would be a pop tart for a listing yeah i have a client who i sold her her condo and she had to move for work so she rented it out and now she's realizing she's not coming back so she would like to sell it so she said can you go buy my tenant is there. Can you go by and do a punch list for me of what needs to be done to get it listed? She went, She was like, I can check and see what her schedule's like this weekend. This was in January. I said, sure. And I was slammed. So slammed. I said, when is she moving out? End of June? <laughs> You're like, doesn't matter. Things I are going to change nothing. Anyway. I said, well, listen. I said, I think I need to go in at like the end of April. Yeah. Maybe early May so that we can. What if something else gets broken or messed up? Or And she said, oh, haha, that would make a lot more sense. Yep. And I said, and then she was like, I think going at the end of April would be best. So if the carpet needs to be changed or if, you know, yeah. I can I can start doing it and we'll be ready in June. Right. But I just designated, she was, she needed us to be the boss. Right. And explain how, how this it works. works. We need to be the boss. How does it work? Oh my gosh. That episode would be a great one to listen Re-listen to. Re-listen to. Be the boss. Fo- because that is us taking control. Yeah. 
of the craziness that is in the market that is making our buyers and uh-huh. sellers feel anxiety like everything is so urgent but they need to hear from you they're yeah. calm collected professional right of hey actually this is how it works and this is what we're going to do and this is what i feel confident in and then they're like oh wow thank yeah. you that's mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense thank you for not just doing what you know i think needs to be done and explaining the process to me yeah be the boss is 113 Perfect. Would, Go check out Be the You know boss. what the other one is? What? That, you know, my baby, my favorite topic, client management. Uh, uh-huh. Number 24. Very similar. Like how, what is client management? How do you do that? If you let your clients run your business, then you're not the boss. No, you don't really have a real business. No, you're just like running around like a crazy person with your, just popping at everything. And then too, like I was talking, when I was talking to Rick about this, I was telling him, I said, look, me and you two are in very different phases of life. Yeah. I have a one-year-old and a five-year-old. Right. And yours are, your kids are grown and driving. Right. So if you need to tell your kids, hey, kids, I'm going to run down the street and show a house. I'll be back in an hour. Right. I can't be like, hey, Tate, I got this. I got to go. Haven, watch your brother. I'll I'll be back in an hour. Like, no, I can't always just do that. Right. And so my boundaries are not going to be your boundaries and your boundaries are not going to be my boundaries. And so it's really, I hear agents say a lot, like, I I have got to stop answering my phone after seven o'clock or whatever the case may be. But it really depends on like, what is your season of life and what is the market doing? Well, I wrote in my notes, your boundaries will fluctuate based on seasonality, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Maybe in the spring and summer, if your client load is heavier, you're going to have to respond to an offer or do some or or do a showing outside of where you might normally. But by the same token, when the season slows, you have to go back to like maybe you take extra days off then. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take a whole week off. Maybe you plan your vacations in slow time. Maybe you have to be mindful, though, that when you let your boundaries flex, that you don't make that a habit, that you just let it be, okay, well, this time I'm going to, and this is why. And also for the same, they have to be flexible the same way. They can't be that rigid. Mm -hmm. You can't be like, well, these are my boundaries. And Hustle Humbly said, I have to have boundaries. And so I don't answer email ever after 7 p.m. Right. Never, ever. No, it is a flexible career. Yeah, like what if you have a deadline that you have to meet? And Mm -hmm. your clients can behave within your boundaries and still need you outside. Like like sometimes things happen. Like you don't want it to be a pattern of behavior with a person. Mm -hmm. But also, how did you tell them what your boundaries were? Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that 
you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. So we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com. Email templates 101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Okay, enjoy. So that's the biggest thing is that agents are coming up with boundaries for themselves, but they're not communicating them. So then they get frustrated if another agent calls them at nine o'clock at night or like, oh, this is my bound. Well, she doesn't know that you don't, like most agents don't have boundaries. No. So, you know, you are the one operating like a business here, but you have to let them know from whatever email you sent, email template of when you went under contract, hey, email's the best way to reach me. These are my hours. This is how... You have to let people know how it works. How do you work with me? Mm-hmm. Ways to work with me. Yes. That's what they say. The buyer rules. Ways to work with me. Whatever it has to say, you don't have to call it buyer rules, but you can, if you send the email that tells them how to do that, they will do it. Yeah. Yes. You will have an errant <laughs> buyer here and there who doesn't want to follow the rules, mm-hmm. but none of them follow the rules if they don't know them. Right. None of them. Zero. Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, that's what every billboard said. Call agent 24-7. I know. So Anytime. I'm, so I'm calling you. 20, yes. That's what everyone else said. Right. I think realtors just work 24-7 because that's Obviously, what the billboards say. That's what it said. So you have to communicate the boundaries consistently. Every single intake you know, you make with a new lead or a new buyer has to get the email that tells them how to work with me. Yes. And I also think that a lot of things I hear, too, when talking about a Pop-Tart is they're like, well... I'm a new agent and I'm really scared if I don't run, like say you're on phone duty and they're like, can we see this house? You still need to ask, sure. Are you working with another agent? Have you been looking at houses? Mm -hmm. Where do you live now? Have you spoken to a lender about your budget? It's a crazy market right now. So sellers are requiring pre-approval letters before they open their door to anybody. Like you need to be the voice of authority. Right. For safety reasons, yes. I cannot meet any new clients until they do X, Y, Z. Yes. And if you, quote unquote, lose them, you did not lose anything. No. Because they were not going to do what they were no. supposed to do to buy a house. No. So you, I still think even if you're brand new and really hungry and desperate for the business, having boundaries in place now will only allow your volume to grow. Right. And well, I think that when you put boundaries in place in that way, like, well, have you spoken to your lender? You know, when you do the the correct qualifying questions, it also is very professional. Mm-hmm. So then people trust you to help them with this major purchase because you've set boundaries and standards and told them what to expect. And then it, it seemed, well, this is very professional. Yes. Oh, these are your safety practices. Okay. A perfect example of this is that we were interviewing CPAs Mm -hmm. and there was this one that was recommended by somebody that, you know, I called and he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And he's, you know, I'm sure he's very reputable. He's been doing it a long time. But he was just like, you can just bring all your stuff by and we'll sit down and get it all done. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. And then I talked to this other one that was like double the price. 
but they were like, okay, look, because you're 1099 and you have some rental properties and this and that, like the, this is a list of documents that we're going to need. Right. And we would like you to just bring them to us and let us sort through them. And then we'll get together once we have everything. It was a lot more work. Yeah. It required me to go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a very long checklist, but I felt way more comfortable paying double the money over yeah. here and doing the homework than right. I did working with the guy that didn't just yeah. seem super professional. It's fine. And I think the same can go for agents. Like, how are you portraying yourself as a professional? Well, if you don't act like a professional, you're not going to be treated like one. Mm -hmm. So why would anyone respect your boundaries? And that's across all facets of the way you behave professionally. Mm -hmm. If you text every single thing, then they're just going to text you back. Yeah. If you want email to be your line of communication, then you have to email. Like, you can't. You have to hold the standard and then they will fall in line. Yeah, I'll give you all the perfect example because I totally just went off script of myself the other day. (laughs) Well, what happened was (laughs) this client texted me in the morning. Okay. And I was at a home inspection. All right, your current client. Yes, current client. Okay. And it was an address, which she knows. I Mm, say, please email that to me. Because guess what? I forgot. (gasps) I forgot that she texted me. I just totally forgot. Mm -hmm. I was in the bathtub at 7 p.m. And I went, oh, my gosh. I did not respond to her text message. At all? At all. Like you read it and. I read it while I was at the home inspection. And I didn't didn't even screenshot it or anything. I just was like. Right. Oh, gosh. I'll, I'll do that as soon as I leave here. And then. What happened I when forgot. you were in the bathtub? What did you do? I texted her back. Oh. And then it was like an influx of addresses. <gasps> womp womp. And I was like, oh my God. So I had to text her back and say, do you mind just emailing me all these addresses and I'll filter them first thing in the morning? And she did. But it was just a reminder that I like rarely do that. And the yeah. one time I do, my phone is just starting to like, she just latched on to that. Yeah, oh, good. She, we can do it this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You're texting me back. Let's just text, 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 text. And she wants to text all day, every day. No, no. And I, I can't work. I can't work that way. Right. It, it just wouldn't work out. So I have to communicate what's best for me if you want me to be your agent. And guess what? She loves when I email back and everything is color-coded and has notes on it. Well, you can't do that in your text message. No. So it's not like I'm not serving the client well. No. Yes. We serve them better in email. We're communicating the way I need to communicate Mm -hmm. to serve you best. Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's... But that's okay. But it just showed me, like, this is why you don't do this, Alyssa. This is why. I think that we learn our lessons over time, but we also have to give ourselves grace. I think the reason why Rick was asking for the episode was... Well, sometimes I feel like I have to or else they're not going to be able to buy the house. And I don't want to feel bad that they didn't get the house because I had a boundary. You're right. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you can't be the reason the client doesn't get the house. No. But there are also clients where I have had, you know, certain clients send me houses and I respond and say, Guys, remember when you did not like this house because it had eight foot ceilings? Same. And you told me that this house was. 100% 100% perfect, except for the fact that it has eight foot ceilings. Well, this house that you just sent me has eight foot ceilings and the kitchen is nothing compared to that other right. one. And so, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Right. I'm just helping them filter. I'm not saying no, but, we have but to I'm think guiding them. Mm-hmm. I'm guiding them to that direction. Right. But some agents are like, I could, I don't want to like talk them out of it or them think I don't want to show them houses. I'm like, we show them plenty of houses, but right. it's also our job 
to help them not waste time. It's a time. waste of their time if they don't really want the house with the eight-foot ceiling. Yeah. Like, that was a deal breaker on that house. Right. So just listening and being able to verbalize why this we don't need to run over there right now. Okay. I have one. Okay. I made a note that going back to, you know, seasonality and being new and, you know, being different phases of your life or career... I think that we develop also mindset blocks when we're systematizing our boundaries mm-hmm. that we're like into a bad habit. Let's say when you're brand new okay. and you're like, I'm new. I don't have children. I, you know, I've got lots of time. Maybe my husband works out of town or, you know, whatever. I have nothing. But this time. is me when I was new. Right. I have nothing but time. No on my kids, head. single. You're like, oh, yep. you want to go look at a house now? Sure. Fine. You yeah. want me to text with you all night? Great. Right. It's all fine. Um, but we get into that habit mm-hmm. when we're new or when we're slow. Yep. And then it is a mindset that you have developed that says, okay, well, I became successful doing these things. So if I stop doing these things, I will no longer be successful. Mm-hmm. And that is just a bunch of BS. Yes. It's not the reason why you're successful. Now, yes, that you hustled and that you worked and that you were available to work made it easier for you to get clients that maybe would have just gone and found the next person, right? Mm -hmm. But the safe, I want to harp really hardcore on the part of Pop-Tart that is most important for you to understand is that the safety part of this is huge. It really is. You cannot go meet strangers. No. Because they called about your listing or another listing or saw you on Zillow or found your rental in some website or saw you on Facebook Marketplace. It is not safe to meet strangers with no um, qualifications, with no, let let alone a pre-approval. Did you get their last name? Do you take a picture of their driver's license? Did you check Google? Did you check LinkedIn? Did you use forewarn? Like, what did you do right. to ensure that you got to go home that night and maybe do another uh, <laughs> showing tomorrow? Yes. Like, seri- it's, that ser- it's that serious. It really is. And so when we're new, we just really blur all those lines and we're like, I'm so desperate to be successful at this. I, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I did the most. Now, when I could at least pick up on when things were pretty dangerous. I mean, I've definitely taken my husband to a showing, my dad to a show. And my dad has a full-time job. It wasn't like he had time to be <laughs> tooling around with me on a showing. But I'm like, listen, I have to go to this area and I'm meeting a stranger. And right. I need someone to go with me. Will, Come on. Will yeah. you go with me? Or always bring another agent from your office. They need that help too. Again, this is why a buddy is so nice. Hey, I've got this, you know, showing or listing. And if you feel uncomfortable with something, you shouldn't be doing it at all. Absolutely. At all. Mm-hmm. But I just, we get in that mindset. But I feel like, <laughs> especially looking at social media and Instagram and all the talk about boundaries, it's not just about with real estate. People love talking about boundaries in any business owner, entrepreneur, really even anybody who's got a job, mm-hmm. hold your boundaries, be, you know, you've got to really watch your boundaries. But I don't want, that's not a crutch for you to ever say, well, I'm not successful because I have boundaries or I'm not going to do the work because I have bound. Like you have to no, do the yeah. work. You mm-hmm. have to earn the right to hold hard and fast on those boundaries outside of the safety ones. Yeah. Maybe early on you have to run and do the showing. Mm-hmm. 
to a client you've already pre-approved and you're, I mean, like vetted. Nothing makes me more sad. It's been a, a while since this happened, but I mean, it happened last year. Oh God. Where I was like on the road, uh-huh. on appointments, and then this house pops up and we have to go and I just go and we do it. And then while we're in there, I'm opening the property disclosure and on my phone like, and going, we don't oh want to be gosh. here. Like why are, yes. And making me go, why do I, why, why, why did I do this? I just slipped my mind, you know, but It'll probably be a while if ever that happens again, just because it di- it was very inconvenient for me. Yeah. And it really ruined my day. Right. <laughs> that I didn't check that Why did first. I go do this showing? Yeah. I know. And I kind of, I want to go back to when you said the agent said, well, it was Rick. Well, I'm afraid or whoever it was, I'm afraid they're going to think I don't want to sh- want to show them houses. Oh, yeah. That was a new agent that mentioned that. I mean, like, that is, again... A limiting belief, Mm -hmm. a mindset block, whatever. Like, I agree. I have felt the same way. Well, they're going to think I don't want to work with them. Nope. I'm just telling you the data and telling you what you need to know. And I always tell people, if you're thinking it, just say it. So if you're worried that by having boundaries, they're going to think she doesn't want to work with us or she, we asked to see this house and she's like, it doesn't, she's explaining why it's not a good house. I say, I don't want you to think I'm not trying to show you this house. I just wanted to point out that right. you said you had to have a garage. We can still go see it. And this house does not have a garage. Right. Do you think that that was a deal breaker? Oh, yeah, it was. It really is. Okay, great. Well, we'll keep looking. Uh, this is <laughs> You've said this in another episode. Well, you said. Yes. Well, you, well said. you said. I like to put it back on them. And you can say, it's not me. Right. It's you. It's you. It's you. Because you said this. Right. I will I will show you. I also don't think there is anything wrong with you saying, I have specific boundaries within my work so that I can give you the best while I'm at work. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, I love I, that. I, don't, down. I, I can't text you at 8 p.m. because I need to be fresh and bright eyed and, and relaxed from, you know, 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be available for you at any point in time from 8 to 3 or whatever it is. Like you have to say to people what's going on. They appreciate that. They are also humans, most likely with jobs. Oh, I have a funny story for you. Okay, let's hear it. We had made an offer on a house the other day. This is a different client. And um, she also likes to communicate. (laughs) 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 And I do my best. I do my best. Okay. But I really like her. She's funny. Anyways. um, And it's funny too, because she's an older lady. Okay. Okay. but so we made an offer on a house and I said, look, I gave them until noon tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we're going to hear. It was a Friday night. Okay. I said, I don't know if we're going to hear back tonight. And she's one that always seems to call me at like the wrong time when I'm like picking up Haven from school. You're like, oh, bad time. And I usually do text her back because she's calling me and say, like hey, I'm actually like in carpool. I'll have to call you later. Right. And then she's usually like, oh, don't worry about it. Was just calling and chat. just want to say hey. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I do use the kid card a lot because I'm trying to remind her, like, remember, like I, I tell you yeah. this every day at four o'clock. So <laughs> we made an offer. <laughs> We made an offer and I said, I don't know if we'll hear back tonight because I gave them until Saturday, but if we do, I'll call you. And she said, well, it's okay. I know you have kids. And I went, oh, well, yeah, but but if we get accepted, I mean, I'm going to call you and let, I'll you, let know. you know. I'll let you know. And she goes, well, don't because I'm going out with the girls tonight. So leave me alone. <laughs> I'm busy. I don't have time for you. And I had to laugh because it was like, well, don't. She's like, please. The roles I- have reversed. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no, no. I want to call you because I'm excited. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, really. I'm I'm going out with the girlfriends. Like, please don't. 
it was funny because at like 8.30, I got the signed contract. And I was like, I can't call her because she asked me not to. So I'm not going to. So the next morning, I called her and told her, we won. We got accepted. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it was just interesting. That's a great point. <laughs> that is a, that's so funny. This is a great point. If you are respecting your client's boundaries. Yes. They will take that cue and start doing it for you. So whenever I call a client, I'll always say, is now a good time to talk? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a minute to talk? Or when would be a good time for you to talk? Yes. If you consistently say that to everyone, they will say it back to you. Oh, hey, is now a good time to talk? And then you can always say, no, I'm sorry. I'm actually just pulling up to daycare. Can I call you back tomorrow at nine? Yeah, sure. Okay, bye. Great. She has never minded. No. And sometimes, like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, call me tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Like, it's fine. But right. I have to tell her that. It's funny because sometimes if I am on the phone just with like a friend, say it's not a work call, okay. but we're talking and like, example, me and Tanner were watching a show and uh, my friend called me and I answered because I was like, let me just see because I feel like this could be important because she doesn't call. call. So he pauses our show and we just get to talking and talking and he's like doing the motion. YouTube can see the motion like wrap it up, <laughs> wrap, wrap it, up. it up. Like we're, we're watching our show here. We're, she, we're just like, he's like, I'm very invested right, in this Ozark. Right. So finally, I just had to say. Um, hey, I hate to cut you off, but we were watching this show <laughs> and Tanner Tanner's is giving me the look. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, for sure. But it goes to show that if it had been a work call, I have seen, you know, don't, if you're in carpool and mm -hmm. you're on the phone and you need to get off the phone, just say, I got to get off the hey, phone. Hey, I hate to cut you off, but I, it's my turn in carpool. Oh, okay. Bye. It's fine. Right. But people feel like they can't do that. They no. can't end the conversation. No, and it is all because they think that they'll lose the client. Yes. They'll lose the sale. They'll lose the friend. Like, mm -hmm. well, this is crazy. This is definitely scarcity mindset at its finest. Yes. Oh, I can't do well. I don't want to hang out with you. We'll lose the house, whatever. I'll give one tip that has been helping me with these because I don't... I'm doing it and I'm surviving, but I will tell you, this <laughs> kind of market is stressful for me because I don't like popping and I am popping and I'm doing it a good bit. And I'm getting a little better at it. But one big thing I've had to change. What flavor are you? When you uh, strawberry. When you pop. <laughs> yes, I'm the strawberry with the rainbow sprinkles right here. <laughs> what is your tip? Okay, so I, I had, you know, my one-year-old doesn't sleep, so I could no longer work out in the morning. I like that you just glaze. My one-year-old does not sleep. He does not sleep. So my early morning workout sessions have been canceled. Right. Canceled. <laughs> not going well. Okay. Oh, man. I need the extra hour. So I have been going. They have a 3 to 4 p.m. Okay. class. I did that for a month. Mm -hmm. And it was working well for me because I could get there. But it was very stressful because it's very – like when it's over, I have to like run to get the kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to check – what came so in. So really your day was ending earlier. Yes. My day was ending earlier. I was more stressed about what was in the email yeah. or like I could, you know, I usually like to address things mm -hmm. before I pick up the kids. Yeah. And then it got to where people were like, we could go at three o'clock. Can mm -hmm. we go see this house? Like it seemed like houses would come on the market in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or lunchtime. Yeah. And then they're like, can we go soon? 3 p.m. So I was done your workout in the house. Well, now <laughs> I'm just back to the morning. Oh, okay. And just going to bed earlier. Okay. And I feel better. 
I have to okay. say. But the main point of that was that I'm really trying hard not to overschedule my days. Yeah. Because when you are having to pop at any moment. You're leaving room for the popping. Yes. And if, if no one pops, then you just get extra work done right. or you can go take for a, a walk or take a nap. But it's nice when you're – but the people that overschedule themselves and every single day There's on their no calendar room. is jam-packed full. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been declining a lot more than I used to. I, I mean, you know I love social events. Yeah. but. I've just had to say no. It doesn't fit. It's not right now. Like check with me next. You're like maybe when fall. I get some of these buyers off my backlog. <laughs> yes. Yes. So check with um, me next fall. But yeah, I do think like if your schedule is jam packed, how can you show houses when they come on the market quickly? No. So that's been helpful for me. I like it. I don't have any other notes. Do you have any other pop popping advice for us? No, I had written down this one little thing. Okay. Lots of stories with this one. I've had, <laughs> because I've been popping so much lately. I have sto- all these stories. I have no stories. Okay, that's fine. Because I'm just not working with as many buyers. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm new again when I was like you super like buyer heavy. I'll tell heavy. you what you're not making me want to do, and that's work with any buyers. Yeah, well, it's kind of exciting, but it's... It's, it's a, a challenge. It's fun to have that challenge. Like, I yeah. want to lock down the house. And yes. I want to get okay. the best okay. offer. So that's a great point. Okay. I wrote down, sometimes I am more motivated than the client. Oh. And I, and then I have to realize that and categorize them appropriately. Right. For example. You don't get pops. This house came up mm-hmm. and it was so cute and it really met what my lady was looking for. Right. And I was like, yes, this is the one. So I send it to her and she's like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I love it. And I'm like, great. What are you doing this afternoon? Can we go see it? I have time. And she's like, well, I kind of, li-. and I said, listen, if you do like it, it we today. do need to get so there today. Only. But if you're okay with missing it, fine. We can try to go this weekend if it's still there. So sometimes I have had to categorize like, I feel like we need to go. Right. But if she's not excited enough about it to cancel a hair appointment or mm-hmm. request off work or something like that, right. then maybe I'm I'm reading this wrong. Right. Or You're she's making not herself as urgent. Pop and she doesn't even want to. Yes. I also had another client that told me she needed something by August. And so this was not urgent to me. No. But she did go ahead and get pre-approved. Well, after she got pre-approved, she starts emailing me all the houses. So I said, listen, I know you don't need something till August, but these houses are not going to be on the market right. when you're ready. Yeah. So are you sending them to me to show me what you like? Right. And she said, well, actually, like, if I like it enough, I would be ready to write something now. Oh. I said, oh, well, let me move you. Onto the pop list. On to, yes, because I did not realize that this is where you were, but it takes communication and like asking those questions because if she would have said she might have said oh that makes sense I guess and I would have needed to say listen it's too early to look if you're not writing an offer yeah if you're not looking to write offers we're just browsing online even before this market I told my new buyers when I set them on a search if you you told me you cannot buy until June and it is January Mm -hmm. you're welcome to look at these emails and see and get a feel learning for the market but we are not going to look at any houses until you are out and I would whatever what 60 days out 30 days mm-hmm. out whatever I felt like was appropriate for the market at the time but even before this crazy bu- seller's market I've been telling buyers since for since forever if you're not ready to buy now we don't do showings now correct y- you do showings 
30 to 60 days before your desired move date. And mm-hmm. that's been in my template for years. Yeah. Like, I, it seems... They don't know. Th- that's my point. They don't know that you don't look at houses for six months. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell them, they're going to run you ragged for no reason. All of this leads to burnout. Exactly. So if you are taking control of the situation and being a good communicator and Mm -hmm. the voice of authority and the real estate professional that you are. Yes. You will not burn out. It's so easy. If you put this stuff into an email template, who cares if they're upset about it? You didn't have to like be rejected face to face. Mm -hmm. Like you sent them in black and white what the rules were. You know what else I did recently? What? I pop like so the only like quote unquote lead source that I have that I've talked about before mm-hmm. is the um Dave Ramsey leads. Mm-hmm. And I I worked so hard all those years ago when I was new to become one of the endorsed agents. Mm-hmm. But I just had to email them and say, I cannot I, I have to take a break. Yeah. Because I knew I cannot just drop everything and make the phone call right. and work so well, hard. That's how they've structured it. And convert the cold lead. Mm-hmm. That takes so much time. I'm right. not at a place in my business where I have the time to do yeah. cold conversions. Yeah. I'm trying to sell my warm, hot people. Right. I can't work on the cold conversions right now. Cold people. I can't do it. So it's yeah, just you're like, like, I only want the toasted Pop-Tarts. Yes. I can't have cold Pop-Tarts. I'm more of a toaster strudel gal. Me too. Yum. So, so funny. Eat that well, icing. Did they cry? Did they send you a return email and were like, don't go? They're, um... They're wooing They're you? wanting to have a call. Yeah, they're wooing you. Yeah. They're don't. Like, no, please don't leave us. Yeah. I'm not leaving. I'm just trying to see what my <laughs> options are. Well, right. Because it's just a lot. But that may be if you are paying for leads and you're drowning. Right. Why don't you pause the leads that are coming in and just focus on the 500 that you have in the queue well, and try to get some conversions before you take more in. I agree. And let's just do this really quick because you mentioned one of the last times we saw each other off off audio, whatever, mm-hmm. off recording, that you were struggling with all the buyers. They were sending so many and you couldn't keep up and you didn't know what to do because you didn't want to stop with the lead. Well, you know, the whole thing, like it's hard to let go of a source of business, right? Mm-hmm. Like you feel uncomfortable. Like, what if I let this go? And I said, well, you've been selling all those people for so many years and adding them to your database, they, the train is like, you don't have to keep getting the freshies because all you have to do is keep communicating with the database right. which you've built from those types of leads. And right. then those people will keep coming back and referring you. Like there's no need and point. It's a scarcity mindset. But totally. Yeah. Every, all of it is. Mm-hmm. All of it, everything you do typically in business, we'll go back to that. If you're worried about your competition, if you're worried, it's all all of that. But if you're not working, if you're an online lead person yeah. and you're not working the leads well, you need to pause them so that you can really focus, focus. Yeah. and get some conversions right? and give it good effort without yeah. overdoing oh. it. I had a listener message me and, and say they were just getting, they're new, they were just getting started on their database and they bought some addresses and they got 200. And so they were sending out postcards or whatever to 200 people. And did did uh, did I feel like that was the right number? And, I, and I'm like, well, no. I said, you need 100 people that you know, not 200 random people right. that were cold. Yes. And, and so, and send them. It is better to send or talk to or have three communications, three touches, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> with... 
100 people that know, like, and trust you than it is to have one communication with 300 people that don't, that are cold. Right. It, it, it's, it actually blows my mind and physically makes me like ill when I think about agents collecting leads so that they could then contact them once, just like you're saying. Yes. If you're calling them once and then that's it, they didn't answer and you're not following up in any way. You should, you're wasting your money. And time. And time. That could have been spent on a really good lead or friend. Or, or go back to your database you know. and talk, yes. to, talk to one of them three times. Yes, done. Go comment on Facebook on your friend's posts and yes. stay in their life. And, right. You know, we could go. Okay, off, I know. Oh. we're really off topic. Okay. Okay, Pop-Tart versus Pop-Tart. Anything else? That was great. Uh, you know what? We were probably amped up from eating all the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but those pop tarts were delicious. Uh-huh. Um, okay, are you ready for a toast? I am. Okay, I want to make sure we got through all your popping notes. Oh, look, some people, accor- while you're looking, <laughs> according to the back of the pop tart box, <laughs> prefer to eat them frozen. <gasps> what? Put pouch in freezer, wait 20 minutes, enjoy that frosty goodness. This is blowing my mind. So you don't want it like, rock solid but 20 minutes in the freezer and then it's ready okay and you have like a pop tart popsicle (laughs) a pop tart popsicle who would have thought there you go save it for summer it's a summertime treat oh in case you didn't know you have to remove the foil before putting it in the see look even pop tarts willing to give us instructions (laughs) tell people what they need to do you would think you'd know that but sometimes well they didn't they didn't want you to put it in the microwave and cause an explosion Mm -hmm. okay here we go this is from ashley barnes okay oh um also obviously this is airing later but ashley got this toast in and and as a result she ended up with a king cake oh good so i hope she enjoyed that king cake um okay so ashley um is from tamaqua where is that? Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm sure I may not have said that right. <laughs> Her office is in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's one hour from me, and I chose it because I, I followed a realtor, Rosie Marie Beck, on Facebook and reached out to her for advice before joining a brokerage. She has been my mentor and helped by giving me leads and trustworthy inspectors, title companies, et cetera, since she lives near me. Um, okay, the big, so remember, we asked them to toast their office. The biggest helper I have is my manager, KJ Fry. In the beginning, this past June, we met through Zoom for several weeks going over contracts and all the important aspects. Uh. The reason he's a rock star is because he has taken multiple calls and texts during his time with family when I needed help. He is super motivational and says, good question. Even if we both know I learned this before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He makes me proud to work with. Yeah, good question. He makes me proud to work with Remax of Reading. Lastly, my TC, Cheryl Cole, is very patient and helpful while I learn the process and is good at organizing the transactions. My whole office is supportive and I love getting to know the agents. That's oh lovely. Oh my gosh. What a great so, office. So cheers to the Remax of Reading. And thank you to Ashley. And I hope that you guys all enjoyed that king cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Yum. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Tiny goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.
Blah.